You are listening to the Lifebox Media Channel Radio Podcast. Please like and subscribe. Good morning. Welcome to the Lifebox Media Channel Radio Podcast. It's my esteemed pleasure to have on MMA fighter Bear Fiorda. How are you today? Uh, I am doing fantastic, sir. And thanks, man. I know you just got done training real hard, I think. Uh, so I really appreciate you taking a few minutes. Uh, and I'm sure you're a bit worn out or blown up, you know. <laughs> I appreciate you having me. I, I love doing this. I'm really happy to be on the show. And no matter what kind of training, I could have lost an arm and two toes. I'll still be here. I appreciate that, man. That, that, that never say die deal. I love that attitude. You know it is. And by the way, I, I have to, I have to tease you for a minute here. So I was I was on your YouTube, but everybody go check out Bear Fiorda's YouTube and hit that like and subscribe. But I mean, uh, sir, <laughs> the ears are something else, brother. <laughs> I. I, you know what? That's that's an attraction. I, people watch for the ears, just alone, by the way. Um, but I had a company reach out to me. It was, it was Laser Team 3D on Etsy. They saw that I do a lot of live streams and that I had the name Bear. And so I was like, hey, we make Bear ears. We'll send you some uh, if you'd like. And I thought that was incredible. So I have three sets of them. We're doing a giveaway for a gray set and a brown set if anyone's interested. Uh, we posted that to my TikTok later on. But I wear the black ones because it matches my headset. Well, actually, it's funny because I got you with the pink ones on right now, and I thought that was so badass. Oh, <laughs> the pink cat ears. That, that's my girlfriend's. I bought her those to match what I was doing, but I do I do steal them on the occasion because, hey, it, it's fun to look at that. Hey, man, you know, a company reaches out and sends you, you know, their product and, and everything else to check it out. I, I think that's totally cool, and I, I know you're community-oriented, and we'll we'll get into that in, the, in, in a bit, too. But I think it's really cool, and I think it sets a good precedence that, you know, you know you're in, in, in people's eyes – Okay, you look at us, okay, man, this is this MMA fighter, he's up there, Turan, you know, he's up there, you know, and he's having a show, and he's talking about, you know, his his fights, and how to dissect his fight, and, and, and there he is with his pink cat ears on, or at times he has his barrier, you know, has barriers on to give to give love to the company that you sent, you know, sent him to you, that, you know, I, I think that's so cool, because, you know, you don't care, you know, you're up there, and it's your deal, and it's your show, and you're confident enough to do it, and I think that's a great example to set to our kids today. You know, here's what, here's what I say. I get a lot of comments. People tell me that, oh, you're being a giant. I don't know if I'm allowed to say any bad words. You're being a giant P or you're being a giant coward. Why are you wearing the, the cat is the girl thing? And I, right. Here's my thing. I, I stand in an in a, in a oblong shaped circle and let another man beat my face in front of people's entertainment. I have nothing to prove. I also drink my coffee like a princess. It is 90% cream of sugar and 10% coffee. You're not going to say anything. You're not going to say anything to make me feel bad about myself. You know, you know, you know it's, it's funny. I, I had, I had a, yeah, I, I joke with my oldest son, you know, who was in competitive sports for a long time. And I sit there and said, you know, and, and if you go into, if you go into a place and I'm a scotch drinker, right? So, you yeah. know, I, you go into a place and you see the biggest, uh, frilliest uh, drink go by with the umbrellas and the fruit hanging out of it. I promise you, if it's not a Jaeger bomb, it's my, my oldest son going and that's his drink. It goes by. It's as big as, you know, it's as big as, a, a you know, a Frisbee. And it has all the pink and blue and green. That's his drink going by, you know. So, hey, man, look, <laughs> you know, what, whatever, whatever, dude. You know, I mean, I drink my coffee black. So, you know, and I don't, you know, so whatever. But and, that, and that's preference. But it's funny. I say it like this. You know, you got the pink ears on. Hey, man, Elvis did pink and black before everybody. Everybody else and he didn't do too bad you know yeah <laughs> you know? exactly so so you know he didn't do too bad in life so if 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 you know if you can you know if you can real real men can wear pink you know so there you go so, <laughs> i love it you know but you know uh, and, and if you do half as bad as elvis you're not doing too bad right 
No, not at all. That's a great career. <laughs> you know, um, you know, but no, but I, I think it's really cool, man. And I, and I happen to have the episode on where you got the hole in the wall. So I have to ask you, what happened to the wall? All right. So there were two things. There's a hole in the wall in one section of our gym where I was training with another fella and accidentally threw him into the wall butt first. <laughs> and there's a video of me on TikTok apologizing to the camera because I did it. I looked at him like. Sorry, it's my bad. And then the other one, we were doing a demonstration. One of our coaches was demonstrating kicks on a pad that he had propped up against the wall. Sure enough, he hits it. We hear crack, and I knew, ah, that's a hole. That's a big hole. Pull it away, and there's the outline. It was just an empty space, like a foot across and a foot down, so we had to have that patched up. And you have a customized, in your gym is customized paint. So it yes. really, you know, it's not like it's just a white wall. You just throw some drywall and some, you know, some smuts on it and you're good. You know, you have customized painting there. Yeah. Uh, Flat Black Art Supplies in La Quinta, California is a group of gentlemen who do a lot of crazy graffiti art. They came out to our gym when we first opened in 2018 and offered to paint the whole thing totally no cost to support the nonprofit as long as we, as long as they were able to put their names up and people could see who, which artist did what. And they have some incredible pieces there. And that was my favorite one because it said that it had the gym's logo, free MMA, right across the main section of rooms we have at the facility. And now it's just a big white hole there. <laughs> well, well and, and, and we'll make sure to list those couple of companies of Give You the Love. We'll make sure to put them in the deal and big love out to them as well because, hey, man, it supports community. They support things to help out in the community. Huge love to all of them for that. And I, I, I truly appreciate that as well. So you'll text me that after the show if you don't mind, and I'll make sure to list oh, them. Oh, yeah. List them in the, in the process, and uh, but I mean, you know. So let me ask you a question, man. Going back, we have a little bit of fun here. So, but what got you into you know contact sports and MMA, and and you and I have a lot of very familiar background on a lot of things. I read your bio, so uh, tell your story a little bit, please. Absolutely, we got to go back. So I'm when I was five years old, my dad had died, and all my family time that I knew just kind of walked out on me and my mother. So for me at that age, I started to kind of internalize that. And instead of handling it in probably a more appropriate way, I just started beating up other kids on the playground. Uh, one particular incident, I was pretending to be an airplane, and any time a child got too close to my wings or my fists, I would drop them. I would just hit them and run away. And I was getting in-school suspensions, out-of-school suspensions. I was getting pretty close to the school saying, hey, he just can't come back at this point. Uh, so my mom took the initiative and put me in my first Taekwondo class at about five, six years old, and I loved it. I competed in it. I trained in it. Um, along the way, as I became an adult after I got my first black belt, I met a guy who was an ex-Muay Thai kickboxing champion. He was 10 years older and had 10 more years of experience fighting. And I didn't know that, but I told him, yo, let's, let's spar. I'm not talking about black belt. I got some, I got some competition wins. I thought I could teach this man some tricks or two and we'd move on. He beat me so bad. He... I, I at, at one point he hit me so hard I spun around. He's like, "Why'd you spin?" And I said, "I don't know." And then he hit me again because I spun. And I just I started learning at that point. I realized I need to learn more to this martial arts thing than just what I have in my back pocket. So I started taking up Muay Thai with him. I started learning jujitsu and wrestling, and eventually found myself in my first cage fight, uh, where a wrestler choked me out in 48 seconds. So that's the next aspect I needed to learn was how to fight better on the ground. 
Well, and yeah, just and, and excuse me, I don't mean to interrupt you. I just want to step back. Yeah, yeah, first, yeah. First of all, you know, raised by a single mom here before it was popular or a sport. Huge respect to my mom. My mom's 80, 81, and she's my hero. So, you know, I, 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 I dig the idea of that. And man, fought more times in school than I wanted to do it. So I understand that too. So I, I when I read your bio, I was, you know, when I talked to your manager, and she's a sweetheart, by the way, and totally, totally uh, works really hard to make sure to explain, you know, what her clients are about. So big respect to your manager, by the way, you know, she was very nice, but made sure to, you know, lay out exactly what you were about. And I think that's really cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, uh, but the thing of it is though, is that when, when, when I look at, you know, how you build up a lot of times, you know, obviously, and, 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 Hey, look, you know, Taekwondo guys here too, you know, also that, you know, I can dig the idea of, you know, is you're, you're in one form and I don't knock Taekwondo people, people knock the hell out of Taekwondo today and it pisses me off because it is a good form. You know, it is a good form. It doesn't make you, it, it puts you one step above other things, you know, but you also have to learn overall everything else. You know, it's like music. You know, if you only learn one style of music, you're very limited. You know, right? And and, I, and you can correct me if you disagree with me, but you you realized, you know, walking into this, all of a sudden, you you had your first your real real dose of school <laughs> when you got somebody who was <laughs> a better overall fighter. And man, you know, as Ric Flair says, now you go to school. Well, you went to school, you know. And so, what was it like realizing all of a sudden? I mean, you know, because you're very confident in your ability, and then all of a sudden, you're like, man, damn, you know, what happened here? I. I developed a bit of a chip, and it's the one part of hubris that I have that I, I, I know I steer people away from ego, but it's the one bit of ego I can't get rid of. And it's this thing where I need to know that if I was attacked by anyone, I could defend myself, fend them off, and, get, and get, I, I can handle it, right? But having that experience taught me that, oh, there's a large portion of the population that I couldn't stop from hurting me if they wanted to at that point so that's what it did for me is it showed me i have a lot more room to grow and learn to meet that goal so it motivated me but it also irritated me a little bit thinking that i was already kind of up there can do whatever i wanted and be safe now realizing i have a lot more to practice and train before i'm really at that point well yeah you know and, and i and i dig it and a little bit of, i always sit there and say a little bit of ego is good because it can be a drive like that you know and and everything else and, and look regardless of what people say you know if you enjoy losing i don't know man i've never 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 been big on enjoying losing you know i mean you get humbled a bit you know and i've lost my share of you know of, of you know of battles over the years but you know i think that the idea of you know in you know getting used to it is passe is not okay so i think the idea of you know learning how not to do one thing at a time and building yourself up though i think is a great drive don't you think oh yeah absolutely now now where, where do you think where do you how do you feel that you've come from that guy who was you know, recognized in the Taekwondo world, doing pretty good, but now all of a sudden, to as you're still building your repertoire, coming now. You know, it's just been it's been an incredible journey the whole way through, from Taekwondo as a kid to young adult to an MMA fighter. Uh, currently, I've had so many wonderful experiences in this time, being able to travel, compete, getting on social media, and being able to teach the world what I know. I think as far as growth goes, I've become almost an entirely different person in the way I view things, the way I conduct myself, the way I teach. Because I've been teaching since I was 14 years old in my first Taekwondo school. So I, I feel that this this journey, especially since uh, starting MMA training, has really just 
evolved me. And I, I don't have a better word to say. I, just, I think being able to put yourself in a situation where you're at constant risk of harm or people can beat you up or you're taking uh, hits to the face or being taken down, it kind of changes you. I think it makes you a bit of a better person, makes you a stronger character to have these experiences. Yeah, I, I, I agree on that for sure. It can, it, it, can, it can beat you up sometimes, and I'm sure you can identify with the idea. It can wear you out and test your savvy and test your heart sometimes and, and, oh, yeah. your, and your mind. But And you have to remember, like, you know, I'm a definitely a bit older than you. I mean, Manny, how old are you? I'm 25 right now. Okay, see, see, I, I'm I'm in my mid 50s. You know, my my youngest is, is is a little older than you, but but I mean, you know, the idea of when I grew up, you know, of course, everybody, you know, Bruce Lee was the deal, and I still think Bruce Lee's the Mac Daddy of them all. But you know, because he mixed all the all the forms at, at an early time, but there was a there was a different time of when you walked the streets in 75, 85, 95, even 2005. Not everybody could go to the local you know, dojo of MMA or UFC or mixed martial arts or, you know, jujitsu or whatever else and learn a couple of moves or get a black belt or whatever, you know, it, it wasn't as, as common as it is now. So, you know, when I was growing up, you would have looked at, okay, you know, you were pretty fixed at learning how to protect yourself and self-defense, you were pretty good. And not everybody had that opportunity to go, or not everybody went out, they had an opportunity, but they didn't go or spend the money and the time to learn how to protect themselves and learn how to, you know, Taekwondo, Karate, what, what, Jiu-Jitsu, whatever, and now there's a lot more, you know, places out there to go and it's a lot more common, so I think the competition, even like in the sport, has picked up as well of various different fighters, so I mean, I think walking the street kind of comes in the same thing, don't you agree? Yeah, I think I think I would agree with that. Actually, it's funny because back like you were talking about in the early two thousands and before, it's another thing as well where guys simply not everyone knew how to defend themselves. And now that they have a wider range and opportunity for people to come and take martial arts classes, either for combat purposes or for self defense purposes or confidence, I love that it's more widely available. I think it's gonna. I think it makes everyone a little bit stronger and better as people because not everyone's gonna be willing to go out there and start a fight with some random dude who nowadays may or may not be some awesome competitive fighter it, it kind of makes makes everyone second guess and perhaps makes everything just a little bit safer yeah i mean if you're on the aggressive side it could be a bad deal at the park you know if you walk in and <laughs> you know you pick a guy well he looks like you know and, and you know and looks can be deceiving you know as, as i'm sure as you know that you know, you walk in and you think, you know, some guy might look like Humpty Dumpty, and then all of a sudden, you know, he's stretching your neck, you know, six inches longer than it should be, and you're like, this, this was a really bad idea, right? I mean, you know, yeah. you know, but now, as far as the fact of, you know, competitiveness, how do you, if, if you look at yourself from your guy that's standing there right now to the guy who walked in and got taught a lesson, do you see what you did wrong? Could you do you think okay, I could kick that guy's butt, the, the same guy, meaning meaning yourself that walked into walked in and battled against the guy who you know, his first you know MMA battle to to now? Do you look at yourself and say, man, I got to kick that nineteen year old's butt, meaning yourself? Oh yeah, yeah, I, I would have had. I, and I, I love this. I love this. I thought about this a lot of times myself. Like, what would I go back and tell myself? What would I go back and teach myself? How would, how would the interaction be? And knowing me at the time, I would have looked at myself now like, let's spar. He would have been the one to make the shot, make the initiative. And the me now would have just torn him apart. It, was, it would not. There's, there's just such a vast difference in the level of training you get when you start opening yourself up to all martial arts. Even 
like my, I've been doing this now for seven years as an MMA fighter. So I've only opened myself up to a wide variety of arts for seven years now right. versus at the time only doing Taekwondo, which at that time was about uh, 13, 14 years. And the difference, twice the amount of time Taekwondo versus the time I spent doing everything else, but the everything else has become so much more beneficial. That if I lose on the feet to my previous self, I have ground, I have boxing, I have throws, I have everything else in the book. Now, do you prefer to stand there toe to toe, or do you, or, or do you want to do you want to take down and hook, or what's your, what's your what's your your happiness world? I definitely want to stay on the feet. I, I, I'm good at I'm good at my wrestling. I can handle myself on the ground. But the, even the last guy who was like 30 pounds heavier than me took me down. I got right back up and I forced the fight to stay on the feet because that's where I'm comfortable. I'd much rather kick someone in the head than choke them. But that said, I'll take I'll take what I get. If you expose your neck because you're tired of me hitting you in the face, that's that's you. <laughs> <laughs> Even if I wear my hand out with your face, you know, it's all right, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, I, I, I think as you get older, you want to hook somebody. You know, I mean, they, those punches, those punches got a whole lot sore. Um, you know, but I think, I think it's, I think it's cool. Yeah, I mean, you know, the idea of standing there and brawling it out is really a cool idea. But I mean, you know, the invasiveness of. What have you learned that, you know, because we kind of came up and I kind of come up in an area that, you know, you kind of take, you take that first shot, which is a horrible idea. Um, you know, like, like, to, you know, you let somebody hit you first and go on there. And even though per se, legally wise, it might be the best idea, but, but, you know, to, to, to get that first, you know, to prevent yourself from getting hit is the key, I guess. Like, you know, Floyd Mayweather, you know, people try to hit him and, you know, he just ain't there. He's like a damn ghost. You know, I mean, how do you feel about, you know, sitting there, you know, your art of um, staying away from the punches? I saw you, 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 you parried away from and you kept a lot of punches from getting you in the face. And, uh, you know, your, your hand skills were pretty good at that. And I want to say, you know, was it the idea of, you know, you just wanted to be a smarter fighter? Yeah, it's, I don't want to get, I don't want to take a lot of damage. I recognize that in my sport, especially the guys from the 80s and 90s, probably about 90s, going over to fight and, Japan with pride or here right. in the early UFC days, they would take a lot of damage. And you look at those guys now, some of them passed away, honest to God, but yeah. uh, a lot of them are still around. They just have some cognitive issues. And I don't want to be 40, 50 years old with any type of memory loss or any type of difficulty with functioning. So to me, it's a motivator to be like, all right, I need to be away from the punches, stay out of range. I'm a long dude. I got long arms, long legs. So I use those to my advantage to keep distance. So I'm ready to make the next move. It's more about self-preservation um, than anything else. It just happens to also work really well in the fights for me. Right. I got you on that. Now, now when you, when you, when you get into a, when you're training for a fight, I should say, are you looking? Are you, you know your endurance wise? You know you're a pretty decent sized guy. You know, you're not you're not a buck fifty. You know you're you're a bigger guy. You know it is. Yeah. You know so am I a lot bigger. I mean, but you know the the idea is, do you really push your endurance hard for these fights? You know when you're training, do you really try to push the you know reach down in that gas tank and you know get more? I have to. I, my style of fighting, I'm a movement fighter, so I'm always light on my feet, always moving around that cage. So if I. I'm at a higher risk of being uh, more exhausted than my opponent who may just be taking the center of the octagon and standing there following me more with his eyes and chest than anything else. So I really have to make sure that my cardio is on point so I can last those uh, three three-minute rounds or three five-minute rounds or whatever they put me up for. Right. I, I saw one of the fights you were in those two-minute rounds. So that had to suck. 
Yeah, two-minute rounds are my least favorite thing. One, it also implies you have to wear shin guards. When you're out of the shin guard phase, you're at three-minute rounds minimum. But the two minutes, there's no time to feel your guy out. You have to run at him the whole time. So that's where you see a lot more uh, TKOs and freak uh, submissions because the other person is forced to charge you in that time because you don't really have it. Six minutes is an incredibly short period of time for a fight, especially on a competition level. Right. Now, now, you know, it's funny because according to what I remember, you know, gloves were, pe people think gloves were created to, you know, protect you from injury, but gloves were actually protect, created to protect your hand from being injured, if I remember right. Yeah, that's and, exactly it. And, uh, you know, most people don't know that. And, and uh, so when you get like with shin pads now, you know, it's been a long time since I've had a shin pads on. Sometimes doesn't getting shin pad hit you, man, doesn't that suck worse than sometimes almost the direct leg? Yeah, I'll tell you what, shin pads and gloves for that matter, here's the thing that suck with shin pads. One, it doesn't feel any different. They, it's more like a first show when they give you the little fake neoprene shin guards, to, <laughs> the cloth ones. It's just, a, it's just a show for the audience. Like, oh, these guys are new at this. We don't want them to hurt themselves too bad. The shin guards don't do anything. They're just there. They just kind of get in the way, honestly. Right, yeah, exactly. um, but another thing that, that happens is the fabric. You can split the, the fabric of the shin guard and that fabric going at such a high speed can actually cut and lacerate yeah. like your face and arms. And so it, it's more likely for you to get a, a TKO or a doctor stoppage from the dude having shin guards than if he didn't. Yeah, that's what I meant. Sometimes it just, they, 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 I remember it just suck when you get hit with it. I was like, man, that just really sucks, you know. And, and, and sometimes that stinging burn after a couple of times really can just wear you out with a sweat and everything too, right? Yeah, it, it's it's a drain. Very to be constantly, and you don't have a lot of pain from the actual hits themselves. Right. But you get a you get a laceration. You get something open. Oh, that's constant pain, and it sucks to have to get up after each round, especially if it happens in the first round, and fight through that because you don't want to lose. You don't want to just give up because you got to cut, especially when the doctor isn't stopping it. But it's hell to deal with. Right now, and I want I want to address two things on that. Is one one and I and the kicking thing, but I want to I want to get back to what you just said. I've seen a lot of these fights, whether it be on a lower level or a higher level. Some of these guys, they want to be a big shot. You know, they want to they want to stand up during the round, during the uh, you know the break, and you know, and, and how stupid is that? Uh, you know, my coach, for example, has us stand up as soon as we can, and it's it's an intimidating factor to the opponent when you stand up in between the rounds. Now, some guys don't care. Some guys will see you standing up and think, huh, you're dumb for not taking your full break. Mm -hmm. But you can get inside your opponent's mind a little bit when you stand up, when they realize, oh, he's not tired, but I'm still puffing and puffing. I'm still having trouble catching my breath, but he's up and bouncing around. Uh, it, it almost forces them to get up too, and it forces them to cut their break short because they're trying to do the same thing that you are. But I think it works both ways. Okay. If you are dog-tired, sit. Take your minute. It's there for a reason. But if you can stand up and you can show your opponent, I've got the better gas tank, it's kind of worth it. That, and, and that's what I mean. I think maybe I should have specified that. When you're when you're out of gas and you need that extra, you know, you need that full 55 seconds before and it gets 57, 58, 59, you know, that, that minute is, you know, you should take as long as you can. Now, if, yeah. you, if, you, if you can intimidate somebody on it and you know where you're going, that might be a different strategy. I, I, I agree with, but I think some of these guys that all of a sudden you know that their tanks, you know, 
blown to China and and they're sitting there going, oh man, yeah, and they're and they're standing. There, I'm like, dude, you're you're leaning on your manager, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, exactly. sit down for a second, you know. And and I know sometimes it's hard to get up. You know, sometimes it's really hard to get up, so you don't, you know, you're afraid to sit down. I, I dig that part, but you know, I just meant that, you know, some of these guys, I'm, I'm watching and watch some of the fights. I'm like, dude, you really just take that, take that 45, 50 seconds, let them talk to you, let you get calmed down, let you get focused. Then you come out and you, you know, you drop bombs. You know, that that's what I yeah. think about that. So yeah, so you encourage them if, if if they're tired to take a take a second, right, get their breath, right. Yeah, it's more, I, I'd rather you be ready for the next round than you look tough. Because I don't care if you look tough, but you go out there and you kill over in the first 10 seconds. <laughs> right. But I like I like the intimidation part, too, if you look and say, hey, man, look, yeah, I'm not out of gas, I'm good, you know, and you, you're, we're going to go to town, you know, then, then it's a cool deal. You know, now, as far as the fact of, uh, you know, I, I do want to get into a little bit of your, uh, you know, your area stuff, what you're doing in the community, everything else. Before we get to that, absolutely. Now you have a fight coming up on, on May 27th in Arkansas. You know, I mean, the the idea is that you know, with each fight, do you get more determined? You know, as you're building your record here, you know, do you get more determined and say, okay, look, I'm going to change this, I'm going to change that. Are you just kind of building your tools one step at a time? You have to. I, I think for me, especially because when people look at my record, it's no it's no lie and I'm not ashamed of it. I got a negative record. I'm, I'm in the red zone right now. And so when I look at my next opponent, when I look at any opponent I'm going up against next, I think, what did I do the last time that caused me to lose? And when I look back at it personally from my experience, it's been a lack of activity. The other guy's just been more active in the fight than I have. So that's what I work at. I work at pressure, 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 staying on top of them, staying moving, still throwing. And I focus on those aspects and take what I uh, what happened in my last fight and I try and learn from that before I bring it into my next one. And no matter what happens in this one, uh, especially if I, if I win in the first round, I win by knockout. I'll still analyze the seconds up to that knockout. What could I have done better? Because there's no sense in taking nothing away from a fight. If you win, there's still lessons to be had because you didn't do it perfectly because no one did does it perfectly. Right. There's always something to take away, and that's what you should be doing after every fight is what can I learn from this? Hey, but you, but you're young yet. And here's the thing: you're young yet that you know maybe 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 your records are on the negative side right now. But and I didn't bring it up to, to emphasize that by any means. But you know, we've we've all we've all we've all had our our, our had our uh, you know our, our moments of uh, you know of, of building things up or whatever. You can't you can't succeed without you know working really through you know through a lot of things. And and that's what you're doing. And you know we might have this conversation you know three four five months down the road. And and you know and, and God willing to be flipped the other side, you'll be like, hey man, look, remember when we were talking about and boom, you know you're on the other side of the deal and. You know, and and your your records all on, on the pluses, you know, but I mean, you know, w w with your training and stuff, it is. I mean, I think it's a big idea to, I mean, a great idea, excuse me, to build that and keep going at it. Is I think too many people try to change to what somebody else is good at. I make a comment, you know, and you might disagree, or agree. I said, you know, Ronda Rousey's fight with uh, when she lost her first fight, you know, it was, you know, she all of a sudden she tried to stand there and box. I said, you know. You can't, you can't, uh, you can't go with somebody who's a 19-time world champion, and go and all of a sudden learn it in 16 weeks or whatever, and be better at it. Unless you're some type of savant, you know, it's still not a great idea, as far as I'm concerned. Go in and fight your fight that you do best, and and know what their positives are that you can counter them. I think is the best strategy. Don't you agree? 
Oh, yeah. No, I, I've had this conversation numerous times with people over the years, and it's, I'm a stand-up guy. I did Taekwondo for many years. Kicks particularly are my forte. I happen to pick up boxing at a younger, at a, when I was a bit younger, too, so my hands and feet are where it's at for me. Right. I work on my grappling. I work on my submissions, but I mainly do it as a motive as a motive of, hey, keep myself on the feet. Hey, let me threaten this submission so he'll get up and get off and get off of me, so that way I can continue the way that I want. I'm not going to go in there and, and out-wrestle a D1 wrestler who was like, I don't know, world champ or whatever, or went state in California. I'm not going to beat him on the ground, but I can definitely hit him in the face better than he can hit me. So I just got to keep it where I'm better at. Yeah, I, I, I made that. I made the comment. I'm a huge Hoist Gracie fan, you know. I mean, and I sit there and says, you know, if you, I got, you know, now he's what six foot tall, maybe 190 pounds in a day, and maybe, and uh, maybe with his Gian bricks in his pocket. And I mean, I would love and respect because he's a legend. <laughs> but you know, what I mean. But you know, I mean, if I was going to get in a fight with him, I'm damn sure not going to go to the ground with him. I mean, that's not unless I can unless I can hook him really good. I want to throw punches at him because of the fact that this guy's, you know. Uh, you know he's always crazy so why do i want to compete with him on the ground when this is you know he can lay on the ground for an hour and a half until you're you know till you get tired and then he hooks you and then you're squealing you know so i agree with that part i i, I like your analogy and that's kind of how i look at it and i think sometimes sometimes people get in somebody's head and say oh man you should go at it this way and i'm like nah dude don't do that you know i mean don't don't go. I, w- I was at somebody's, I was at a great friend at Rick's house in California, the Ronda Rousey fight, and I said, I sit there trying to look, man, I was I was picking her all day long, and I saw her throw a couple jabs and stuff. I said, oh, no, she's going to box her. And I sit there, and there's 45, 50 people in the house, and I sit there and said, man, she, she's, she's going to be in trouble. And they're like, you're crazy. Well, one, two, thanks, good night. You know, and, and, <laughs> yeah. and, and, and I'm not knocking because, she, you know, she's, she's going to be a legend forever, and da-da-da-da, but you know, you tried to fight somebody else's fight, and that's just a horrible idea, you know, to do. Now, I have to, I have to bring up uh, something, and it's for fun. But I know you're, 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 you put this thing on a Nate Diaz chokes out Logan Paul type thing, and 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 I have to, your comment on on the on the Paul brothers. I, I mean, you know, I made an analogy, and I'm probably gonna get a lot of hell for this, but I'm gonna know it from an MMA fighter's point of view. I sit there and said, you know, if you like him or not. They're two hardworking kids, and they've done a lot of uh, a lot at a high level, working really hard to do it. And you know, the boxer sit there and said, "Well, you know, you're a fake. You know, you uh, you know, I punked you out. No, you went eight rounds with him. You know, he ain't went eight rounds with him. You know, to me, that's like Rocky. You went fifteen rounds with Apollo Creed. You know, you went you know you went fifteen rounds with the best guy in the world. You're, you're not a, you're not a failure." So, you know, they might not be, you know, they're trying to be kind of a jack-of-all-trade master of none, but, you know, what do you think of the idea? I mean, and I like Nate Diaz, so it's kind of funny. I just saw the clip there. So what do you think of the idea of the Paul brothers and, you know, kind of out there and checking out different sports? It's funny because my issue with both Paul brothers has nothing to do with their careers uh, in, in the fighting world, absolutely nothing. I think it's wonderful that, one, they both are able to promote boxing because it's, in my opinion, been kind of on the down swing yes. for a minute. And so I like that aspect. My issue with Logan Paul, for example, is he ran a huge crypto scam. He scammed people out of millions of dollars. My issue with Jake Paul is he has multiple sexual assault allegations against him. Like one, maybe three, four, five. Come on, bro. You're doing something and you're trying to keep it 
you're trying to shut everyone up about it. So for me, it's not necessarily what they're doing uh, career-wise. It's what they're doing on on like their side hustle, what they're doing when people are, are looking at them dead on. Like you see Logan Paul, Jake Paul, boxer, YouTuber. That's the that's the baseline. But you dig a little deeper and you find a lot of shady shit. And that's my issue with both those people. Not necessarily that they're boxing. And anyone agree, I agree with anyone saying they're not real boxers, anyone who's hating on them for that. They, they got in the ring and they hit some other dude. That's a boxer. They, they fell, right. followed the rules. They did it on national TV. They did it both against uh, high-level strikers, Jake with Anderson Silva, uh, Logan with Floyd Mayweather. So you can say what all you want. They did it. And, and I think and, that's and, more and than most people in the world knocked, do. And they, and they didn't get knocked out. You know, Mayweather, look, Mayweather's great. I, I, I don't disagree with Logan Paul saying that, you know, 20, 30 pounds you know, makes a big difference because it can, you know. Yeah. And, and I think, if anything, and I, and I think Mayweather is a great fighter. People say he ducks and hides and, you know, huge Muhammad Ali fan here, new Muhammad Ali guy, rest his soul. But, but you know, the thing with this is Muhammad Ali took 10,000 punches to the head over it. So, I mean, you know, I, I yeah, and got hit by the Foremans and the Frasers and the Nortons and the Jerry Cooney's big, big power puncher guys. Yeah, you know, Ken Nortons and all those guys, you know, it is. So, you know, as great as Muhammad Ali is, it, it kind of wore on him in, in the day. So I, I like your idea of, you know, I want to be in 20 years. I want to, you and I want to sit down in 10 years and have a conversation and both of us be able to spell our names, you know. But <laughs> yes. I mean, you know, and... But that that idea. So I mean, and 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 we have to say allegedly, of course, with 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 Paul Brothers because we have to, um, you know. But with 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 the, with their out out of, off the, off the uh, outside the sports world, uh, and, and, you know, alleged antics. But I mean, you know, that, that I, I I understand that part of it is, and and you know, and and you know, and I, don't get me on crypto coin because of the fact that if I if I can't count it in my pocket or even go to the bank scary today, you know, I'm, I I want I want to be able to see my money, so that's a whole other day. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that one. You know, but I mean, if if you know, if 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 a promoter told you, hey man, I'm going to pay you a hundred thousand dollars for your next payday in crypto coin, you know, eh, you know, that's like an IOU to me. You know, <laughs> I mean, you know, uh, I don't you know. know if I'd go with that one. Yeah, I, I hear you on that. But so, I mean, as far as the fact of uh, they're fighting, you know, I mean, it is. I mean, I, I give I give credit to them as as far as the fact of uh, you know working hard. Putting in the work. Hey, look, huge professional wrestling fan, you know, forever. But you know, Logan Paul is doing a good job. Uh, you know, is learning the skills, you know, and everything else. And I think that's a that's a really big deal to do so. Um, now, Nate Diaz, you were talking about Nate Diaz in this part of it. Is are you a Nate Diaz fan? I've never been a huge Nate Diaz fan, but I always thought he was one of the best fighters. A great fighter, great star. People look at him and only know it's going to be an entertaining fight. I just, I personally never resonated with him, but that doesn't say much. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, he, he's one hell of a fighter. The kid's got hard ass hands, you know. I mean, he's just got, you know, he's uh, he kind of woke up uh, uh, Colin McGregor, you know, <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, Conor McGregor, rather. Excuse me. I mean, but um, who were who are your influences in in uh, in in the MMA and the UFC world? I always I always say that my number one influence, whenever the people first person that motivates me most is Conor McGregor, and I, I want to be a bigger star than him. I want to be a better fighter than him. I want to make more money than him. I want to be like, he he was the star of today. I'm gonna be a bigger star for tomorrow. That's my goal, and that's what he motivates me to do. Uh, apart from him, I look at some of like the greats from across time. We got Anderson Silva, Jose Aldo, uh, the guys who really stood out and held their belts for literal years when it came to the sport. 
I like that. I like that a lot. I mean, you know, and it's funny, you know, Conor McGregor, you know, it, it, it's how how bad did you, and I know there was fines in this, so you couldn't have done it. How bad did you want him to take down Floyd Mayweather and make him squeal when you when you said, man, you know, if, if he had just hooked him one time, you know, I mean, you know. Yeah, you know, I, I really, I really wanted him to win. I, I, I'll, t- I'll be truthful. I'm like, man, it's a hard fight for Conor, but. I think he, not only did I know he could do it, he was, in my opinion, on his way there, especially in the first few rounds. I thought he had him. Yeah. As it went on, I think the cardio took a little bit of a toll on him. He, you know, he's he's a very, um, he puts a lot, you know, a lot into it, and I think he came out really hard. And, uh, you know, and and, and the the wrestler part of me wanted to sit there and try and say, come on, man. Just, you know, I talked to my, my, my sons, and they're like, nah, Dad, you know how much the money he'd get if he took down and hooked him, you know, he'd be broke, you know. And I'm like, yeah, I understand that. But to last that long, I was even questionable to whether at the end when he had him on the ropes. I, 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 don't, I don't think he was going anywhere. So he was gassed, but I don't think he was out of gas. You know, I, I still think he had more fight in him. It's just, you know, when you can... I think in the end fight, if he'd, if he'd, if he'd held a little bit more on Mayweather, I think he would have... Uh, he would have uh, made it through the round, and if I remember right, because it got stopped, right? It did get stopped. Yeah, I think it was, but I mean, so yeah, that's that's and and that's a you know, hey man, look to make that kind of money and you know and sit there and show and and do it. He's one of the uh, anomalies of of uh, being able to do that at such a high level. That that was amazing. But um, tell me a little bit about your uh, your community work, man. Yeah, so I briefly mentioned it earlier, but uh, I run a nonprofit called Free MMA, Free Mixed Martial Arts, with my mother. Because we both understood how beneficial martial arts can be to someone's life and what it can do for them, and how expensive it is uh, nowadays. You know, when I was doing martial arts, it was only uh, eighty dollars a month, and even then, I'd have friends in my area, which is kind of a rougher area to grow up in, who would drop out when their parents couldn't afford it, and when they dropped out, I watched them get into drugs gangs a couple of them had actually died from these experiences in my town and so for me in knowing that that's how much it cost at the time and knowing that still forced people to to quit to be able to pay for electric and gas and now seeing martial arts studios charging 160 200 a month that's insane to me and so i wanted to create a facility people can come in learn martial arts learn self-defense get confidence um, and not have to worry about the bills, not to worry about a monthly fee. You sign up today, you train today, you train tomorrow, you come back in a year, fine. It's the same cost, nothing. You know, the, all we ever ask is that if people can, to please donate and help support the cause. I love that, man. Give, give address, where, where, give, give information. Where can people reach out to check out that, that area? Yeah, if you're in uh, the Coachella Valley or even Southern California and looking for a place to train, you can come down to 68545 Ramon Road in Cathedral City. Uh, you can find us on social media at Free MMA Gyms, gyms with an S at the end. We reply to all the messages. You guys can catch our live streams on Facebook. We live stream all the classes. If you're out of state and you can't come in and attend with us, you can come and attend uh, via the lives. So we're, we're available in pretty much any, any way people can find us, either internet or in person, we're there. And you're a 5013C? Oh, we are 5013C, yeah. 51C3. Thank you. You get it right. I, 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 one of us will get it right here. You know, thank you, buddy, for correcting me on that. I appreciate that. I knew I, knew I had it right. It just came out wrong. But I, yeah, no, so, no, I got you. I know what you meant. So, hey, man, so, you know, ladies and gentlemen, that's a write-off. So, you know, you guys want to help participate, you know, go check it out because that's a tax write-off. So, I mean, that'd be really cool to, you know, 
you know, help out a couple extra kids in there. And hey, man, eighty dollars a month to me as a kid would have been like eight million dollars. It just wouldn't have happened, you know. So I mean, yeah, I, I can I can understand that, you know. And uh, the idea of uh, you know somebody coming in and getting a little bit of time and learning, but you also have it online, man. Huge props to you on that. That is really cool that somebody can go on Facebook and check it out or whatever. I think that's really really cool, man. I mean, that's that's a, a really good, uh, uh, you know, good thing to do. And, uh, you know, huge hats off to you on that, man. That's, that's fantastic to you and your crew. Um, now, you know, with this fight coming up, you have in, in May, May 27th to 2023 here in Arkansas. Um, you know, are you looking at, you, you have a couple, I, I don't want to put, I don't put one particular opponent out there, but you have an idea of a couple of the guys you want to fight coming up. We have the first guy right now for that fight. He's set in stone as far as I'm aware with the organization and everything. I don't have a second or third fight set up, so I'm just going to focus on this guy. But I'm happy to go out and fight wherever. Arkansas was a great opportunity to be able to travel and do it because I haven't had uh, gotten a chance to travel for a fight yet. And uh, props to Dwayne Dill for taking this fight. I appreciate him. I look forward to throwing down the octagon with him. And whoever else from any other state, I'm happy to get licensed anywhere. I love traveling. I love fighting, so I just want to make it happen. You know, now, with the idea of you getting out there and getting tons of experience, you know, as you're building your experience, what do you want people to look at for you as a fighter? What What do you want when somebody, you know, clicks on your YouTube and they say, Bear Fiorita right there, and they look at you and say, okay, man, look, what, you know, or, or, or you know, your resume or whatever. So what do you want people to look at for you as, as in a fighter? I want, it's, that's so hard because I, I like being open-ended and let people be subjective to what they see from what I put out there, both what I say, what I do, and how I fight. But if you're going to take away anything from it, take away from this. I I, I fight to uh, for myself and to represent my gym, and I try and support people and bring people up so they can learn martial arts, and if they can't, where they are, I want to be able to teach them via the internet. So if anything else, I want people to see me as a motivate, as a motivator. Let me be the person that gets you into martial arts. Let me be the person who gets you into fighting. Let me be the person who gets you to benefit yourself, no matter where you are in life. And that's what I—that's what I like people see is me as, as a as a method to find the inspiration to better themselves. That's all I'm trying to do is better people by the internet with my TikTok and my YouTube, my Instagram, or in person at my at my nonprofit or when I go to another gym and I start training there and I meet people, or I get to teach, or I get to do seminars. I want to inspire people. That's my big thing. I like that. That's very cool. Now, now I'm, I'm going to ask you a question. I think it's very important, you know, and having raised five children and, you know, and three of them daughters, but I mean, as a whole, I think that everybody should learn how to defend themselves generally as a whole, you know, your, your son, wife, daughter, whatever is walking down the street, you know, and somebody, you know, a costume or whatever else, they should, they should know a couple of good moves to get out of something. Don't you think that's important? 100%. I, I, I tell this story, and I tell it in, in, a, in a fondly sense because I'm so proud of her, but this was the scariest text I ever got. I got it two days after the fact. This mother, who had a daughter named Hope, who was training with us. She was 13 years old at the time. She trained with me for a year, and then the pandemic hit. And these two men broke into her house with just her and her mother there. One of them had a gun and kept them in one room, while the other guy was clearing out their house of stuff. Jeez. At some point... The little girl, Hope, decided that she was going to die because she saw their faces. And so when the guy with the gun didn't pay attention for a split moment, she hauled off and cracked this guy as hard as she could. And she dropped him, got the gun away. They called the cops, got him arrested, kept all their stuff. No one was hurt except for the dude she dropped, which good, by the way. Yeah. And 
and she I got the text message two days later with the mother explaining all this to me. And I was like, that is incredible. And holy, you know, uh, are you okay? And I was so, I didn't know how to react to it. But that's why I tell people, and she came in initially because she was getting bullied and she had self-confidence issues. And I, I told the mom, like, hey, if you guys, I, I want you to come back to the gym, but if you never do, we've solved her issue. That, that That's set and done right there. And that's what I, I think that's a good thing for people to hear because, sure, it's scary. Like, that's a horror, horrific situation to be in. But she could not have done what she did if she didn't come and take martial arts. It doesn't have to be with me. I love people coming to my gym, but if you get that confidence from your own gym or your own coaches – that's all that matters. If you can train anywhere, train there because it benefits you. And you never know when someone may break into your house one day. You know, I mean, I, I couldn't ask for a better uh, story and you know, way to go, Hope. And, you know, and, and you know, key thing, you know, I, I, I always make a saying that there says you always watch one of these movies or TV show. And, you know, you're at the mall and the guy comes up to you, puts the gun in your ribs and says, come with me. Now, you know, when you get to the alley or the lake or wherever he's going, you know, it's not going to end up too well. You know, when you're in front of 500 people or 1,000 people at the mall, you know, at least if you try to get away or you scream or whatever, if he shoots you, everybody's there. You know, I, I think that the idea of Hope thought that I saw their faces, this is not good, was a really legit thing. So huge props out to you, Hope. And, man, thank God that it turned out the way it did. And, you know, I'm glad you obviously taught well. Well done to you, Bear. But, you know, I mean, that that is really, really... I think the idea is sometimes you have to think of it because, you know, if, you know, that idea of it's it's now or never, sometimes, I don't, I don't think you should necessarily play hero, but in that turn, she had no other choice, I think, in the matter, and it was the right deal, it obviously was the right deal to do it, you know, and, and you know what, if she cracked his noggin, oh, so be it, he, well deserved, you know, I mean, yeah. couldn't, couldn't happen to a nicer guy, um, you know, but I, I think that's awesome, and thank you for sharing that, and it's truly, I think that, you know, everybody should, you know, kind of take up just a little something to learn, you know, to protect themselves. And, and that, uh, is, now you brought up bullying real quick and I know I'm taking deep into your time and I appreciate you, uh, you know, uh, go, going over with us, but I mean, what do you suggest to somebody that's getting bullied in school? I mean, you know, that, that, you know, boy or girl doesn't matter, you know, they're getting bullied they're because it's, because it's really hard, you know, it's, and it's a different time. When I grew up, you know, I mean, you know, you, you kind of, it was a different deal. Now you get into a fight, it can be a really big deal, you know, as far as the fact of, you know, at school or whatever. But what do you suggest to somebody that is getting bullying, you know, bullied per se, you know, to how do you, you, you worked with hope and, you know, obviously you taught her how to defend herself, but I mean, emotionally, what do you, what do you say to them when, when they're kind of, you know, trying to make it through it, man? Yeah, you know, I, first I want to say that I, I love being here. This has been a great time and I thank you for having me. So don't worry about time. I got plenty of time. I'm happy to be here. The second thing with bullying, I see fights and I see bullying is different. And I say it this yes. way because you get into a fight with some dude at school, you both probably get suspended. You both probably get detention. You both probably get in trouble. But you have a bully at school. Schools nowadays are under so much pressure that they more often than not don't deal with it so you got a bully and you don't fight back that person's not going away and you have almost no support so my thing for anyone who's has an active bully someone who's taking on them every single day you can be a kid in school you can be an adult at a workplace they exist everywhere they don't just go away they don't just fade off the planet once high school is over so if you have someone like that my first thing i try and tell you to do is go to someone who you know can handle the situation don't go to your school teacher if you know they can't do it if someone's beating you up go to the police especially you're you're a middle schooler or you're a high schooler go to somewhere where they actually face real punishment for what they're doing if you're an adult that's assault it's assault anyways but you yeah. can you can actually file these claims you can deal with this on a on a more 
uh, on a more uh, professional level and get this handled quickly. Now, if it's not that, or you're scared to, I'm not going to pick people, pick on people for not doing what I say. If you're afraid to do these things, you can always go take up martial arts. You can always go take up boxing, take up something that's specifically good for your own self-defense and healing. There are, you can change. I wouldn't, I don't want to say to leave school. Don't be intimidated by these people, but you can change your learning environment. If it becomes too much, you can change your work environment. But really I would say, take something that helps build your confidence. If it's going to the right authorities, if it's going to martial arts, do something that's only going to build you up. Don't, run exactly from the situation rather find a means to win find a means to handle it in a way that's your favor in fact we had a young student just come in the other day a brand new student whose bullying uh had gotten so bad that they had uh they now potentially have a hairline fracture in their leg and the school was doing jack all about it wow so to, to that to those people who are getting physically hurt i would tell you straight up learn to defend yourself they touch you you make sure you hurt them. You hurt, you hurt them so bad they never want to do it again. And yes, there may be consequences, but I'd rather a short-term consequence than a long-term injury. That kid, if he has, uh, if, if that child ends up with any permanent tendon or muscular issues from the damage took to that bully, that that's that's ir- irreversible. That's that's disgusting. I'd much rather that kid break his nose and get out of school for a week than live a life where he has now now has a lip. You know, so I. I to me, it's it's so much more important you protect yourself than anything else. Yeah, there's there's a old thing. Uh, I was a huge fan that Tim Roth and the show lied at me, and he sit there and says it's like a viceroy butterfly and a monarch butterfly. The 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 enemy, they look so much alike. One of them's poisonous and one of them isn't. So if you make sure, that, so they don't they don't bother each, each one of them. So if somebody bites into you, make sure that they never want to do it again. And uh, that's I, I like that you said exactly what I say often is that you know if you have to go there you know I, I, I make a comment and correct me if you feel you disagree being an MMA fighter you go into a bar or whatever else and everybody wants to be a tough guy you know and, and you know and to me I will all day long I'm older now and you know and I'll bounce like I used to my jaw, I always joke say my jaw's not made out of glass but man it's sort it's very sore. You know, but, but, you know, over the years, but, you know, I will walk away from a fight all day long if I absolutely can. And today with cameras and ambulance chasers and everything else out there, everybody wants to be, you know, do you agree that if you can walk away from a fight, get the hell out of Dodge? Yeah, absolutely. Don't, don't stick around because no matter what, a, a stray punch can put you down. Yeah. And you, you can be the best fighter ever. Some dude gets lucky and you're the you're the greatest fighter ever who's unconscious on the floor right now. Right. So I'd much rather you leave than stick around. No, don't let pride dictate your decisions. Always think things through logically. If it's if you can't escape, you now have to create a logical uh, way for you to get out of there. You have to do something to leave, whether it's attack, distract, whatever. But if you can leave, leave. That's the smartest choice. Yeah, I thank, thank you for saying that because I, I know so many people are just, well, yo, man, look. I'm like, look, man, this ain't the Wild West. Even the Wild West wasn't the Wild West. <laughs> You know, but I mean, you know, I damn sure know plenty of fighters, you know, just, and you just said it like yourself, if I can, you know, I'm having a drink or I'm out somewhere, if I can get out and leave and there, you know, okay, man, you you, you want to call me all kinds of names, you know, that, that sticks in the stone stuff, it don't hurt my feelings, man, I've been called worse, you know, <laughs> I mean, you know, by better, you know, so I mean, I, that that's the whole thing I try to, I try to tell people all the time and I, I you know, somebody with some credibility on here is yourself to sit there and say, I mean, you know, you're out with your family and somebody's calling your names, you know, call management, call the cops, call something, you know, if, if, if you don't have to, if you don't have to touch somebody, don't, right? Yeah, 
I, I think you should only engage in a, in a in a fight when they when all of the means uh, have have faded away. I, you know, I, I I'm big into I'm big into the pen is mightier than the sword concept. Much rather you talk it through or find help elsewhere by other means than you having to face it and deal with it yourself because it's always a risk to your health no matter what. But if you don't have a choice. That's where the hurt them so bad they don't want to come back comes into play. If you're going to go through with it, go through with it to the point where you can, it's a pretty much a guarantee they're not going to come back to you. You're talking to a guy who carries a titanium pen. No. If <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, someone uh, starts a fight with you, just stab him with the pen. <laughs> don't do that, kids. Don't, don't listen to that one. I had to, I had the fun with you there, buddy. And, and, and thank you, man. I, I appreciated that. I didn't want to, you, you were very serious, and I, I appreciate that. And and I agree with you totally. But I was just, it's funny because I just, I'm, I'm sitting in my chair and my pen's in my pocket and it stabbed me. So I just had to throw that out there as I was, as I was, uh, no, I, that, I appreciate you having a, humor man it's so refreshing man now i mean dude you, you're awesome interview to have on and and, and legitimately i mean you know it, it's something that uh you are first mma fighter so thank you for that my friend you know and and i have a couple of uh i, I got a great friend dave roberts who who uh, trains with rampage jackson and they're friends forever and you know and everything else it is but i mean you know i haven't had dave on to show you he's probably gonna kill me for it but that's all right dave sorry buddy I mean, you know, and I haven't had Rampage join. Sorry, Rampage. I mean, you know, but uh, you're our first MMA fighter. So, I mean, I'm very excited Thank about you. that, man. And, and you know, and uh, like I said, your team was great to reach out. And and I was very excited to, you know, talk to them. And I, I was like, man, i love to have it on. And I, and you, I know you trained really hard today. And, I'm, and like I said, I'm sorry to run over time. But you were a fantastic interview. You give some great advice. And what do you say? What do you, what do you say to your fans out there? Because we're we're in seventy eight countries all over the world, and you're know, huge in Europe and everything else. What do you want to say to your fans out there? And you know, your team, your school, the whole deal that people represent you and, and your sponsors and everything. I, the biggest thing I say is thank you. You know, this isn't a one man. This isn't a one man operation. It's funny you hear that you hear the phrase a lot, which is you, know, you can do it yourself. And I don't mean to pick on this phrase because it has a lot of applications. But pick yourself up by your by your bootstraps. It's never. Yes, you. There's a certain amount of um, self reliance. There's a certain amount of you have to at least start the process on your own. But you're never you never make it to the top anywhere by yourself. You always have a support team. You always have a system going on. You always have friends, family, coworkers, sponsors, whoever. There's always someone there helping you out along the way to really get you to that next level. And that's what everyone does for me. Every single person who follows, subscribes, trains with uh, my manager team, my social media marketing person, anyone who's a part of what I do in any extent is all a part uh, of the system that keeps the cogs moving. That keeps this. Uh, show on the road that helps me promote and support my free MMA nonprofit. So the biggest thing I can tell everyone is just remember that one, get into martial arts. You'll meet some incredible people. You make yourself better and you'll learn to defend yourself. And two, you don't ever have to do anything alone. Like we talked about bullying. If you're dealing with bullying, don't deal with it alone. If you're having uh, trouble at work, trouble at home, wherever, don't deal with it alone. There's always someone out there who can help you, and that's what you should be looking for, especially when times are hard. Apart from that, guys, anyone can go follow me at Bear Fiorda on all social media. We even have a website, bearfiorda.com. You can also go to at freemmagyms or freemmagyms.com. All of it's good. I love that. And, man, I tell you, by the way, you can't, you and, you and I have a big thing in common as our moms, so big shout-out to our moms because the fact yes. that you, you know, there, there. Uh, that was that was my number one fan when nobody was a number one fan. So I mean, uh, you and I have a lot in common there. So I huge respect and shout out to your mom as well uh, on that part, buddy. And uh, 
And, uh, you know, I'll tell you what. So what, what should we look forward to a little bit different uh, Bear Fjord on May 27th in Arkansas. Man, you know, you're going to come in there, you, you, you're you bringing bricks in your gloves. What you doing, man? You can really come at it? Yeah, I'm actually going to cut out all the foam and put plaster in there. So the guy should expect really heavy hands. <laughs> I like that. One last one, one, one last fun, one last question, and then, then I'm, I'm going to – two fun questions after that, and we're done, I promise. Um, all right. One, one – um, are you a big trash talker? No, I'm not a big trash talker. I love to make jokes. I love to laugh at my opponent. Anytime I met a guy who's too serious, I try and break him down to not be too serious. This is a fun job. We get to enjoy it. We get to be on TV and beat each other up. Like I didn't. I chose to go to school to benefit myself. If I dropped dropped out at 15 years old, I could still do this today. Like that's such an awesome. That's such an awesome thing to do when you know that you have this opportunity in life. So don't take it too seriously. I love to make jokes. I love to have a good time. I love to smile at my opponents. If they're hell bent on being serious, that's them. At least I'll look. At least I'll look more entertaining. You know, there's a professional wrestler buddy of mine sit there, turn says he says all the time. He says, you know, he said, and it applies to you guys as well. He says, he said, look, man, he said, you know, you can't get much more humility than going on TV and fighting somebody in your underwear. You know? <laughs> so, you know, I love it. Yeah, and, that's uh, great, and, and and it's the truth. I mean, man, if, you, if you're going out there and you're you're just right there and it's it's all you, man, you know, and then then you got to battle it out, you know. So and win, lose, or draw. Yeah, there you are, you know, so I mean, it, it takes a lot of, a lot of people wouldn't have the gumption to go out this, oh my God, man, uh, you know, you're not out there in your street clothes, you're not, no, you're all stripped away of all that stuff, man, you know, so I think that's very cool. Now, last couple of questions here, one, um, what do you do to relax, man, what's your deal, do you, besides, besides fighting and obviously teaching, you know, at free, uh, you know, your free MMA gyms and everything else, what do you do to relax, you're a movie guy, TV guy, what's your deal? Uh, I love family time. I love spending time with my girlfriend and my daughter. I love playing video games, love going to watch a movie, but I want to be, I hate, I, as much time as I do spend to myself, I really don't like solitude. And so I, it, decompressing and relaxing, having fun for me is even if I'm doing something by myself, I'm playing a game. I love knowing that there's family next to me. So I just being around the people I love, that's a nice way to decompress and de-stress for me. That's my relaxation. I like that. That's very cool. What do you listen to music-wise? You and I are going out. We're going to go have a drink. So what do, what, what do we got on the playlist? I have a wide variety of music. I will say that. I know it's a pretty general answer, but I'll say that. I'm not a country guy. I don't I don't like hearing country. And I, <laughs> I, 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 I prefer a lot of new metal. I prefer a lot of Linkin Park. I prefer a lot of a band I'm really into right now. It's called Bad Omens. Like I love the if, – if there's – loud music and a beat and people are screaming into a microphone that's that's my kind of music i want that playing all the time or or some johnny cash it, it, it must it must be an mma and v uh and ufc thing because my youngest son man that's it, it you name you named the uh the um i can't think of the the warp tour band group that that's his that's his people's um, yeah i got you i got you i like warp tour that's fair and, and uh <laughs> that's his people's but now, as, as far as the fact of uh, what would be the thing we'd be surprised to hear on your list? Uh, as far as like a music choice, you mean? Yeah. Oh, uh, Lil Nas. I love Lil Nas' music. Lil Nas, that's cool. That's <laughs> yeah. Cool. That's cool. Chick flick or horror or comedy? Oh, chick flick. <laughs> Absolutely. Dude, if it's sappy, I'm so into it because I can put myself in the character so much more because I was that... I was that kid in high school, always like, you know, when's a girl going to love me? When's a girl going to want me? And so seeing those movies of like the, 
the nerdy kind of sad guy or the girl who's down on her luck kind of meet meet the person in their dreams. That makes me happy. Now we'll be a smart ass sit there. So are you drinking your coffee with that too? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm teasing you, my friend. Okay, and and, uh, and and the last one is if you could pick a fight. Actually, this is a double question. If you could pick a fighter from any era that you'd want to fight for the title, who would it be? Uh, I'm gonna. I, I have two. I'm gonna say Conor McGregor because that's clearly like the biggest money fight possible, and it's the guy I look up to the most. If not him, then I want to go way back and let's fight Sugar Ray Robinson. Whoo, man, that is that is great. I love that. I love that you brought him up. That's awesome. Um, yeah. man, you you've been such an awesome, awesome interview, man. I thank you so much for taking the time. Give your nonprofit and your gym some love. Where where can everybody find you on social media again, please? Guys, at Bear Fiorda, Bear Like the Animal, F-I-O-R-D-A, on every social media platform. If it's obscure, I'm there too. And go to at Free MMA Gyms, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. Make sure hit all those like and subscribes, my friend. You know, uh, man, gloves up, tear them up on the 27th, May 27th in Arkansas. Uh, please text me wherever it's going to be showing on, on, on TV, internet, whatever, so I can make sure to catch it online. You've been such a pleasure to have on, my friend. I appreciate it. Lifebox Media Channel, Bear Fiorda, we are out.